You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Today, we are publicly known as Refinery Church, and we want to be known. We want to be a church that's known for what we stand for and not what we stand against. You understand what I'm talking about? What do we stand for? And actually, you were handed a, a little swag bag when you got here. Did y'all get your swag bags, your, your gifts? Yes, yes. If you didn't get one, go ahead and wave, because we want to make sure that everybody has one. Y'all got a bag. Good. Okay, we got a couple in the back that didn't get them. Just hold up your hand. If you didn't get the little gift, could you pull that out? Because I want to show you something. I want to draw your attention to something. That wasn't just a, a gift, because, you know, every celebration needs a little swag. Uh, you know, swag stands for stuff we all get. Well, we wanted to make sure you all got something. And there's the refinery tote bag, and uh, you can take one of those tote bags and go grocery shopping and remember to pray for our ministry here and the people here in, in, in North Orange County and specifically the city of Brea. But take a look at that small little bookmark, would you? That small little bookmark has, has, has a list on it. And um, it, the bookmark is, is really our cultural values. It lists who we are. When we say we are refinery, what does that mean? What does that mean? Because some people go, refinery, you mean like oil and and sugar or metal? Well, we can say, no, we are refinery and this is what we mean. It's our cultural values. it, it, It is what helps us prioritize what we do, how we spend our money, the activities that we have. All of us personally have cultural values. Some of us have cultural values that say, man, I, got a, I, I bought one of those movie passes for $10 a month so that I can go to the movies every single day, <laughs> right? And so because that's a value, you know, entertainment, good entertainment is important to you. That's a value you have. We have some values, and I wanted to highlight those, especially for our guests here tonight. If you're considering a church, we want you to take a look at these values so that you know who we are when we say we're a refinery. God is establishing Refinery Church, and if you take a look and follow along with me, we are biblical, We are biblical. We believe the Bible is God's word and it contains life-giving truth. We're also missional, which means that we are practically demonstrating God's love and helping people find life in Jesus Christ. That's what we mean by missional. We're family and we support and encourage the family structure as God has taught taught us in the Bible. We're intergenerational, which means we, we uh, are intentional to pass on God's ways from generation to generation. We're honoring, which means we place God and others above our own ambitions, believing the best about people. We're compassionate. We care for the broken and the hurting. We're refinery. We're thankful. We've, we, we maintain a heart of gratitude that expresses our faith. We are refinery. We are generous. And because we're generous, we value others through giving. We're growing, which means we embrace the refining process of change and development. We're creative, which means we model a culture of quality, innovation, and imagination. Hasn't this been a quality service so far? I mean, we have a very creative team, and I want to give it up for all those who've been working so hard on our team. The visuals, the music, the setting. Uh, I appreciate, Fernando, you acknowledging me and my taste. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. That is a compliment. But we have an amazing team that has put all this together. Uh, We're also passionate. We, uh, We are created to make an impact and live with purpose, not just accidentally. And finally, 
Not, not lastly, but finally, and if you've been part of Refinery for the last few months, what is the third F in our, our letters? We are fun. fun. We like to have fun. We think that going to church and being bored is a sin. We can't find it in the Bible, but we think it's a sin. These are the things we stand for. This is what we stand for. This is what we want to be known for. These things, these are our values. And so we encourage you to take that bookmark with you, put it someplace where you can pray for us. Uh, if you know of somebody and you find somebody that is, is needing a place like this, say, hey, go check this place out. Or maybe that's you. Uh, come back next week and hang out with us and journey with us as we do journey together uh, as a refinery church. There's a word that God has put on my heart for this congregation, and it started, gosh, seven months ago. A few months ago, I was sitting with a friend of mine, and um, he helps start businesses. Uh, he helps people who have ideas, entrepreneurs, get their businesses started, helps them to strategize, helps them to find funding, etc., etc. So I was sitting with him talking. I actually coach him on what we call soul care, and he coaches me on leadership strategies. So it's a nice exchange that we have. He asked me, he said, Kelly, what are you doing in Brea? And I said, well, we're going we're gonna to take this older church that has been around for a while, and we're going to retool it and re-envision what it could be for the 21st century. We're going to restart a new church. And he looked at me and goes, why do you want to be a pastor? <laughs> All the pastors in here are laughing and giggling, I know. Or ministers. He goes, man, why do you want to do all the work to start a church? You know you're not going to get rich doing that, right, Kelly? And I laughed at him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's not why I'm doing it. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, it's not about the money, man. I know who my provider is. God's my provider. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm doing this because of a 17-year-old boy. And he goes, who's that? I said, well, there was a 17-year-old boy who, who, who would face some emotional challenges in his life. He had lost his mom a year before who had been his best friend. And he began to question the meaning of life, question why he was even existing, why he was even alive. That boy was me. And at 17 years old, I found myself in my living room contemplating and planning my suicide when God reached in and grabbed my heart. God reached in and said, no, I love you, I made you, and I got a plan for you. Jesus met me in my living room. I called out to God and he saved me. Then God led me to a place. Everybody say place. place. Places can be fun. He led me to a place where I would grow in my faith. He led me to a place where I could experience family. It led me to a place that was fun, that I wanted to go back to again and again. Actually, it was a place where I actually got to meet a girl, ask her to marry me, and then she said yes. That was Leah. Is Leah. Yeah. That place is church. A little church called New Life Chapel, about this size, actually, now that I think about it. I discovered why I was created at that place. I found meaning and purpose at that place. I discovered my life calling at that place. And it wasn't about the building. 
Wasn't that grand of a building? Wasn't that beautiful? It was about the people. The people who were willing to love me in spite of my piercings and long hair and graphic t-shirts that were saying things that would be offensive to most. They loved me in spite of all that. I found a place that was more than just a social gathering, more than just a religious institution. It was a place that Jesus himself started over 2,000 years ago for people like me who were lost, people like me who were lonely, people like me who were searching. I told my friend that story and I began to watch him cry because God began to touch his heart and he began to see why Refinery Church. Why a church? Because there are lost, lonely individuals who need hope, a city of hope. There are broken, hurting families that need help. Maybe your family. There are discouraged, cynical people who need a little joy, right? Who need to know how to smile, how to go into a storm and go, you know what? This storm will pass, and so I'm going to learn how to dance in the rain until it goes away. See, that real help, that real hope, that real joy is not going to be found in the neighborhood bar. It won't, it won't last very long. It won't be found in that movie theater. It won't be found at a sporting event. The real help, the real lasting hope is found in Jesus Christ. And his church is the place where that is supposed to be experienced by those people that are called the body of Jesus Christ. Refinery Church is that place and it will continue to be that place. When people talk about Refinery Church, and I'm already starting to hear it as I'm walking around the neighborhoods. Every time I go to Bruxy's, which I'm a frequent person over there now, Bruxy's, I walk in and the girl goes, you want your salad, Kelly? Yes, I want my salad hate salads. <laughs> but I need salads. And they're helping me over there at Bruxy's. When people talk about Refinery Church, I can already hear them saying, hey, th that place over there, those are people of undeniable faith. Th those people over there are there to equip families. And those people over there, they have joy-filled fun. That's what Refinery Church is about. Faith, family, and fun. And it begins with faith. And let me show you what I'm talking about when I say faith. Briefly, for just a few minutes, since you're here, you can know how to pray for us or to participate in this. It begins with faith. Take a look at the screens. Faith. Faith is more than a religious title. Faith is more than a badge that you would wear. Faith is more than just an institution. Faith is supposed to be, it's intended to be active, powerful, and demonstrated. Right? In the New Testament book of Romans, the Apostle Paul says this about a lifestyle of faith. He talks at length about faith and what it means to live a lifestyle of faith. And in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, this is what he says. He says the righteous person, a righteous person is a person that's just, a person who's right, or a right person, shall live by faith. Everybody say live. Live. Live by faith. Not just wear faith as a title. Wear faith as a religious badge. 
says we're supposed to live by faith, trust, hope in Jesus Christ. The righteous person lives by faith. Later on, James uh, writes in his uh, book, in the second chapter of his New Testament book, he says this. He says, faith without works or without demonstration is dead or meaningless. When we talk about faith at Refinery, we're talking about being people who live our faith daily, demonstrating it, demonstrating a trust. Because faith that is living pleases God. Faith that is alive pleases God. How do I know that? Take a look what Scripture says. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this. It is impossible. Everybody say impossible. impossible. So there we go. It is impossible to please God without what? Faith. Faith. You're looking to please God? Begin to say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe your word to be true. And when the storm comes, I'm going to stand strong in faith. Because it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who seriously, sincerely, diligently seek Him. See, that's what is. Believe that God is and He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Since the beginning of time, faith, faith living, it's what demonstrates our love and our trust and our obedience to God. That's why it pleases Him. And what this does is it opens up opportunities of blessing. And God's promises are activated in our life. So when people talk about refinery, they're going to say, man, those are people of undeniable faith. And that kind of faith is found in Jesus Christ. It's found in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12.2 just simply says this. I don't have a scripture for this yet. But it says in Hebrews 12.2 that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. It begins with Jesus Christ. Faith begins with Jesus Christ. He wants you and this church to grow in faith that makes a difference in this community and in this generation. Not as a label, but as a powerful demonstration of God's work. That's what faith is. Refinery Church is a place of faith. Secondly, and if, if you know me well, then you know family matters. Family matters to me. Back in July when we were getting our team started, um, we started a new chapter and began to establish roles and goals and responsibilities and strategies. And we got our team started. And there was a prophetic word that was spoken a word that, that bubbled up in our gatherings. And it was something that I went, Lord, I know you're speaking and we're going to do this. It relates to an Old Testament account of a guy by the name of Nehemiah. You probably know if you've read the Bible, you might know Nehemiah. His story is found in the Old Testament. Uh, there's a book named after him. It's kind of like a journal. It's kind of like Nehemiah's journal of a miraculous thing that God did in, with his people in the ancient times of Jerusalem. During this period of time, and I'm not going to go into the great length, but you can read about it in his book in the Old Testament. During this period of time, Jerusalem was laying in ruins. Its gates and its walls had been torn down and burned. And Nehemiah gets word of this, and it begins to cause great distress in Nehemiah. Because he knows that if the city, Jerusalem, doesn't have its gates and walls, it will never thrive. 
It will always be susceptible to attacks, to influence from outside cultures. And so he hears from God a task. Go and rebuild the walls and restore the gates. He finds that the walls, when he arrives and the gates of the city are destroyed, and he knows that God's people will not survive unless they're rebuilt. God showed me during that time that today, here in the United States, here in Brea, Orange County, we face the same tragedy. Now, I'm not talking about a border and some walls south of us. I'm talking about something much more serious and much more significant, something that affects you today. The system created by God to pass on His ways from generation to generation is crumbling. And God showed me prophetically those gates and those walls represent today, take a look here, that the gates equal marriages and the walls equal families. The gates and the walls represent marriage and families. And like God's people in Nehemiah's time, this generation is walking aimlessly and unprotected from enemy forces because the system that God designed called the family is not functioning. It's not functioning. God's ways are not being passed on from generation to generation the way He intended it because the sheltered environment is almost non-existent. Listen, for centuries, God used the family unit to tell His story and to demonstrate His love. The family exists even in its imperfections. And when you look at the Old Testament, you never see perfect families. You see whacked out dysfunctional families, which gives hope for us, right? But God works through those families. He works through the dysfunction. He works through the imperfections to display the heart of God to every generation. The prophetic word that God spoke over this congregation was to be like Nehemiah. When Nehemiah said in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 18, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. We are to be that church. The rebuilders of the walls and the restorers of families. Isaiah prophesied it thousands of years ago, and it's a prophetic word for this congregation. Isaiah 58, 12 says, some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Refinery Church is a place of family. A place of family. And you're invited to be a part of it. Thirdly and lastly, we're supposed to have fun. We're supposed to have joy-filled fun. It's not supposed to be a downer. It's the third pillar of our, of our, of our, stanch, of our stash, station here. Joy-filled fun. Wouldn't you agree that it's more fun to be around somebody who's having fun than a downer, a pessimist, a negative person, a critic? Do you ever see movies when critics are sitting alone like at a, at a restaurant? Why is a critic always sitting alone? Because nobody likes to be around critics. They always seem to be the lonely people because people, people want to be around those who are joy-filled. A relationship with Jesus Christ is intended to be joy-filled. It's not supposed to be a downer. It's sad that over the, the last couple of generations that, that church has 
has seemed to view like grandma's experience, that it's supposed to be religious and boring and tired. That's not the way Jesus intends it to be. His family isn't supposed to be that way. Matter of fact, before Jesus left this earth, this is what he said. Take a look at John chapter 17, verse 13. Jesus said, now I'm coming to you, Father. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my what? Joy. Joy. That's why Jesus came, so that we would be filled with his joy. Not sorrowful, not sad, not with dumb basis but to be filled with joy. If it's wrong, it, 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 it's wrong if church is boring. I mentioned that earlier. It should be a place of joy-filled fun because in His presence is fullness of joy. That's what the Bible says, right? Psalm chapter 16, verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life and in your presence is fullness of Joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Doesn't sound boring to me. Sounds like the place I want to be. In his presence, at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Refinery Church, place of faith, place of family, and a place of fun. This is who Refinery Church is. Now, as we wrap things up, you joined us today to celebrate a new place of faith, family, and fun. And I pray, if you're looking for that kind of place, come back again. Hang out with us. Spend some time with us. Make this your home. If you're a guest with us and you've come from a long distance or whatever, I'm going to ask you, would you please pray for us? And maybe you know somebody that you want to say, hey, you guys got to go check this out. You got to be a part of this because you need this. You need what they got. But tonight, before we move on any further, before we conclude, I know you came here to celebrate. Some of you even came to try out our popcorn bar afterwards. <laughs> but there's some here tonight who need a renewed faith. You came here expecting to celebrate, but you need a renewed faith. Some of you in here tonight need healing in your family relationships. We would be remiss if we didn't pause and say, Jesus, you're here. Would you restore my faith? Would you usher in a new level of faith? Would you begin to heal and do a work in my family relationships? And some of you here who need joy. You've been struggling with discouragement, maybe depression. God wants to replace that with joy. Real joy. To where you can begin to have real fun. I'm here for you. We're here for you. More importantly, Jesus is here for you. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. Jesus established this church couple thousand years ago. You know why? So that you could hear him say, I love you. I want, I, want to, I want to see you experience all that I have for you. I want to restore the things that have been stolen away. 
I want to rebuild those things that have been broken. And I want to fill you with joy so that you embrace the day and not resist the day. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.